Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. If money affects your life in any way, Money Making Sense will talk about it. Be financially healthy, wealthy, and wise. Here's your host, Heather Kelly. Welcome to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, we're talking about those scam texts that you get on your phones. First of all, they're so annoying. And second of all, a lot of people aren't paying attention to what is really happening with these texts. So today, we're going to go over a few that I have received just in the last few weeks. First of all, I have an iPhone, but people can get these on their Samsung phones. Pretty much if you have a smartphone, you will get a scam text at some point. So this one I have says, we have not received payment for your mobile plan for two months. You may do this one minute quiz to get all outstanding payment waived off. Well, first of all, the English in that is not great. So that's one red flag. Second of all, I don't need to take a quiz to find out if my payment can be waived. If you feel you may not have paid your bill for a couple of months, just don't click on that provided link. Instead, I'm going to go directly to my phone carrier's website and verify if they've received my last payments. And the third thing that I haven't even mentioned here is I'm on a family plan and I don't pay my bills, so (laughs) I'm not going to get a message saying I haven't paid it because I don't anyway. These are all some things to think about before you panic, which some of these messages, that's what they're designed to do, is get people to go, oh my gosh, wait, I didn't pay for it, and so you just got to click. No, if that happens, take a deep breath, and if you can wait five minutes to get on a different computer or somewhere to just verify if your payments have been received for not just cell phones, you know, not just your smartphones, but anything that you would get a message for saying, oh, we haven't received your payment for something. So what do you do if you have clicked on a link? At best, you may get a pop-up that asks you to provide your account number or your Apple or Samsung ID or any financial information. And if that happens, don't input the requested information. Disconnect your internet connection immediately with your phone and close any apps that you may have open. You're also going to want to turn off your Wi-Fi or cellular data and put the phone on airplane or safe mode for a few minutes if you're able to do that. Sometimes these links themselves, you know, you click the link, it pops up. And while you're busy putting in this information that can be valuable to a scammer, that link is also getting into your phone so that the scammer has a way to then search through your apps if they need to sort of like a remote link that IT people have with their computers. Basically, you're, you would be giving the scammers a way to access y- your phone through your own phone with that link. So again, you want to shut everything down so they can't get in it, turn off your phone, and then turn it back on. 
And one thing to think about is if you do provide any information, especially if it's about cell phone service, a wireless provider, which this message is talking about says, hey, you haven't paid your mobile phone bill for a while. If I gave them all that information, the hacker could actually then contact my wireless provider and get them to send a SIM card under my account. And then the scammer would be able to use that SIM card to get into every other app that I have in the on the phone. And if those apps have my bank information, email, scammers love email. So if I have my email on my phone, they could very easily access that. So another reason you just don't want to give out that information, again, turn off the phone and delete the email, your email apps, my Apple ID app, just get rid of it all until you can get to someone and make sure that your phone has not been infected. Now, more often than not, people provide scammers all their personal details by filling out those screens that pop up on the link. And again, if that happens, you want to reset your passwords, remove the app and your email accounts from your Android or iPhones, whichever one you have. So let's go over a few of the texts which are scams. So I mentioned the first one. They said I hadn't paid my mobile phone for a while and wanted me to take a quiz to fix it. (laughs) That doesn't work. Also, I have one that says they used my name, Heather. People all over the country are becoming rich from class action lawsuit settlements. There's a link and it says they just put link to see how much you can make. I don't know if anybody has received notices in the mail about class action lawsuits that are out there, but usually what happens is Yahoo. I had a Yahoo mail account uh, way back in the day and they were breached. It was a pretty major breach several years back and a lot of personal information was hacked by scammers. So there was a class action lawsuit filed by some Yahoo account owners and Yahoo is is in the process of making some type of financial settlement. Now that settlement could be, you know, 10 bucks by the time all is said and done. But Yahoo provides to the lawyers the names of all of their account holders. And that's why you will sometimes get a letter or a postcard but it will state Yahoo class action settlement. So if you were a member or an account holder with whatever class action is happening, you would know that this scam is they're just trying to prey on my need or my greed to get more money. So they're like, hey, you know, check this out. We've got all these class action lawsuits. Again, if I click on this link out of greed to find out, ooh, what's out there? Could I possibly get in on this? Something could be downloaded onto my phone that would give them access. It may pop up one of those windows that says, just give us your name and your address and ooh, and what's your bank? And we'll just send you all that money into your bank account. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to do that. So again, you've got to be very, very wary. And if it's a class action lawsuit, the lawyers will find you because the companies are required to provide them with all of that information. We also have this one. It says, Heather, in case you missed our last communication, well, yeah, I've never had a communication from these people. 
Our offer is still on the table. We're very interested in buying your property in an all-cash transaction. He says, and to view our most up-to-date bid, I think you'll like what you see. Again, they're preying on my greed. Ooh, well, how much is my house worth? Ooh, what could I get for it? Even if I'm not thinking of selling, they are preying on my curiosity and possible greed motives. So yeah, I'm not clicking on this link because at best, something could get downloaded on there, some malware that I might be able to clean up or or they just want to take get access to my email because scammers love email so that they can send out stuff to your contact list because when you receive an email from your contact, you generally trust that. And so in those emails, it'll say, Hey, my friend, Laura, I really liked this and I want you to take a look at it and you click on it and then they now have access to, you know, Laura's computer, my friend. So again, do not click on links. They can get access to emails. And even in the emails, a lot of times people save correspondence with people via their email. And in those emails, it could have financial information. Uh, when I got a loan to buy my home, I saved, not now, it's gone now somewhere else, I've offloaded it. But in the emails while I was in the middle of trying to buy my current home, I just had a folder inside my email that was all that correspondence. So if you have that, you definitely want to back that up onto a hard drive somewhere that you uh, can put somewhere else and that scammers cannot get access to. So these are, you know, a, a, a few things to keep an eye out. Oh, here's one. Hey, Heather, I'm planning to work on new RE project this month. Thought Ranches Loop Road might be a good option. Are you accepting bids on it? I don't know what RE is. I don't know what an RE project is. And I'm obviously not taking bids on it because I don't even know what it is. So again, these are things like I could, if, if I got this email and wasn't savvy to the fact that people are trying to scam me and to get my information, I could be like, what, what is this? What's this RE project? Huh? Click on it. And then, you know, I'm in trouble. Or they may want me to call. They'll, they'll have a pop-up screen that says, you know, this is what it is. Call this number and you call them and then they, they feel like, ooh, we got a phone call. We've got this person on the hook. Just try to get above any curiosity or feelings of panic. I just mean that, oh, wait, I didn't pay a bill. Oh my gosh. You know, that urgency that these emails come and your greed. I mean, it is a lot of times it is sheer greed, like, ooh, money. I'm going to click on that. I'm going to see what how much money I can get out of it. So if we can all overcome that, then the scammers have a lot less to work with. They aren't going to get as much money if we can just avoid those temptations of curiosity, urgency, and greed. So those are the takeaways. And by the way, these texts are called smishing, if anybody wants to know the term for that. If you get a text that they somebody wants you to click on something, it's called smishing. So don't fill out any personal information you get from a pop-up, whether it's your phone, your smartphone, or a computer. Just don't trust pop-ups. 
Also, if you don't recognize a number and you get a message from somebody, don't click on it, even if it's tempting you. And even if you know the number that this came from, you know, a lot of times people can spoof your friend's phone numbers. In fact, I got spoofed with my own phone number. Some scammer tried to call me on my own phone number. <laughs> it was a text, actually. That was weird that said, Heather Kelly is calling Heather Kelly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, they can spoof a lot of weird numbers that way. What you want to do is if you get anything like that and you think it is from a friend, it looks like it may be from a friend, try to get a hold of them first. Just say, hey, are you sending out stuff to people? Because they may not be aware that they got scammed and maybe somebody has got their information and is using their phone number to send out messages to try to scam other people. So it's always important to get in touch with your friends or family if you get something from them that just seems a little bit off. And again, if you do happen to click on one of those links on your phones, please just turn them off, turn all your cellular data, your Wi-Fi data, turn that all off, turn it on airplane or safe mode, and then turn off the phone. And a lot of times that will reset the phone, not all the time. And you may even want to take it the phone down to the store just to verify, make sure nothing's been loaded up on there. These aren't all the smishing texts that you could receive. I just wanted to give you some examples of what comes in and look at the pattern. Every single one of those patterns was designed to get my curiosity up about how much money I could make. So if you know that going into it and maybe you have always looking for the next place you can find a dime, these aren't the best places to find that extra bit of money, trust me. In fact, you'll lose out on a lot more if you let your curiosity and your greed take over. So just wanted to put that out there. Hope it helps. And thank you for listening. Please send me any suggestions or ideas that you have. If you've been the victim of a scam of any type, please let me know. We will talk about it. I definitely hope that to get the word out on all the various different types of scams there are out there because there are lots and lots and lots. So look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. You can email me with any questions or topics you want to hear about at hkelly at ksl.com. That's h-k-e-l-l-y at ksl.com. And because this is Money Making Sense, you can subscribe for free on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, and you'll never miss another episode. Thanks for being a Money Making Sense listener. Follow your common sense on the social media, Money Making Sense, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. 
In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.